Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. I mean, what kind of experimentation they have done on that. How did you find out about this? Can I record you talking about this? Yeah. Because I've never... Okay. But, uh, yeah. I've never heard about this before. And, and that's what they think all of the chimp was. That he was a hybrid he creature. He was a hybrid in between a human and... Uh, because his DNA wasn't... It was something different than uh, a normal chimp's DNA. And there is. There's only one difference between... Uh, I forgot the name of the, the one chromosome. But between man and, say, chimpanzee, there's only one chromosome. So 1926. 1926. How did you first hear about the... the it was exper- woman who I was won, I experimented on. Okay, uh, I can't remember exactly why I went into this because you know how I am. I go into whatever, trying to find out all this information, especially recently the, with the ties with the Anunnaki and the Bible. Matter of fact, when being up there in uh, Temple City really changed my outlook. Being with a extreme, uh, over the edge Catholic, and. Uh, with my philosophy and everything, that she took me down some uh, really strange paths. And it was very eye-opening because everything tied together even further. Oh, my gosh. Crazy further. Because, oh, my gosh. Because all the things that she was telling me that were in the Bible, I was over there telling her the, the real story behind it and how it worked in detail. And she's like, you don't know this because the Bible doesn't say this. And I says, but there's other books that tell you the truth that tell you about this this incident more than one line like the Bible says. The Bible, it's very vague. There's actual documentation saying, no, this is what really happened at this event. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like uh, uh, what happened between, uh, this all came about between Abraham and uh, Ismael. There was a huge break. It was the biggest break in the Bible because what it did is it broke up the Muslim world from the Christianity, from the Jewish world. And it's written there in the Bible, and it's written there in the in the uh, the Quran. Well, you know when this break happened, boy. And I did. I went back in the Anunnaki notes. Sure as shit, it's in there. You know, another biblical thing being right there in the middle of their scrolls, their their tablets, that are off limits to us. The information's there, and it was really amazing. But God, that's uh, incredible. It, it's incredible. It all ties together so well. You know, the story of Cain. You know, you read about it in the Bible, and that's what I was doing with John last night. As I pulled out his Bible, and I started reading the Bible, and I said, "Okay, this is what I found out. This is what the Bible says. This is what I found out. This is what the Bible says." He goes, "Man, the Bible just doesn't tell you anything." You know, and then when I tried to explain to her that I don't live by the the first book of the Bible, and she goes, "Oh, the Old Testament," and I said, "No, no, no." I live by the second book. She goes, oh, the New Testament. I said, no, 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 there are three books of the Bible. She goes, no, there's only two books. I said, no, no. She goes, no, there's 66. I said, no, there's, a, there's three. If you look in the Bible, the Bible tells you there's three different books. Okay? The one for now, the one for later, and the another one for the far future. And this is why Sir Isaac Newton went looking for it. That was his life goal. Oh, if you wow. go through his notes, it's not the, it's not the law of... Uh, to try to find another b- book of the Bible? To find the other book of the Bible. He was obsessed by it. His whole life was trying... Because he found the verse in the Bible that says there's other books of the Bible. Within the, the books of the Bible. You need to read all the words, all the letters of the Bible consecutively. There's no breaks between the letters. The Bible tells you this. And it's only the first 16 books that were written by God. Not the rest of them. 
Only the first 16 that were written by God. And if you do this in ancient Hebrew, you put all the letters together, there's 316,000 and something letters total. Then it has a code. There's a code built into it. And the code is the Bible code. That's what I call it. A lot of people call it the Torah codes. And, uh, and it was created for a computer system. So that was the second book. Because now you can... It's, the first book was meant for suppression, to suppress humans. Mm. Because humans at that time were uh, fighting, fighting because they wanted supremacy. They didn't want to be slaves anymore. Because basically they were, they were slaves originally. So the book was meant to hold them down. That's why the Temple of Babel came along. Was they confused all their languages because they were talking too much. And they talk about this. They were talking too much. They were starting to band together. They were going to fight against us. And we didn't want them to fight against us. So we jumbled all their, their uh, language together. Now they can't fight us anymore. You know, the original uh, creatures that were first made, were created, lived between 800 and 900 years. That didn't work either. Because during that time, for that long of a period that they're alive, there's dissension. So they had to cut down their lifespan. And that's why, uh, you know, Methuselah and Noah lived to be 800 years old, while Moses lived to be about 150 years old. I think he died at 120-something years old. Okay, now we live to be about 70, because they found out there was even dissension later on. So they even cut down the lifespan even more of a, for us. So the Anunnaki wrote... The, uh, the the Bible the Bible and then start. How do you think they first distributed it? Just scrolls, or did they? Or no, it was, did they write it? Or okay, if you go by what uh, what Moses said, okay, because I think you have to go by the the word of the Bible. I think it's correct. I, I haven't I haven't checked that link yet between mm-hmm. how how it was. Uh, brought to Moses mm-hmm. and see how that all works together with their scrolls. It'd be yeah. fun to see the connections between. Uh, and then yeah. deciding what language, because you're saying it because it was in Sumerian or what Hebrew or ancient Hebrew, something close to it, ancient Hebrew. It, that, yeah, they somehow overlapped, kind of like how Spanish can kind of understand Italian a little bit, right? And how French can understand uh, uh, Spanish, and how Latin is really close. All the Romantic languages are very close. It's the same thing. So that that's how that's how the guy that you know or or whoever read through the tablets found the tablets. That's how they were able to decipher that, because they were like, oh, this is too close to this language. This and you're like, whoa. This is just like ancient Hebrew, and they were able to decipher everything. So when they were writing that, Hebrew... That was before... The, that was... Because uh, that was found before the... Uh, the uh, before the Tower of Babel? No, no, no. The Rosetta Stone. Because they knew... Rosetta Stone was the main king. Because the Rosetta Stone was basically... It showed three languages, all interpreted, all on the same piece of uh, rock. Because before that, we didn't know uh, about ancient uh, hieroglyphics. We had no idea what their language meant. It was a bunch of these, you know, symbols of whatever. After that, we knew, because we understood ancient Hebrew from back in the day. And you had this rock that went in and says, Whoa, now this symbol means this symbol, and ancient Hebrew means this in Egyptian. Cool, okay, now we understand. We have a translator. And, And it was with ancient Greek, too. So it was, you know, ancient Greek, ancient Hebrew, and, and uh, uh, hieroglyphics, the three. But that was before that. But they, they knew the language all along. So who, so the Rosetta Stone apparently had, three, you said, three different languages on it? Yeah. Could you, uh, that'd be interesting to know the story of those who are the, 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 the linguists, so to speak, who are able to find the connections between languages and spend time with people that understand, you know, this is what rock means. It means uh, schnink schnunk in, uh, you know, in, in <laughs> whatever. This language, or, or right? In this language. Um, and, and, and finding those comparisons, mm-hmm. like, and then and then giving that information to others and teaching that. I mean, it's just crazy when yeah. you think about that. You, it's like uh, the Anunnaki's name for Earth was Eden. Okay, the Garden of Eden. Okay, is that a coincidence? I don't think so. So the Anunnaki was their language. What was it? Was it Hebrew-ish? Or it was what, very what? close to ancient Hebrew. So their specific language. Okay. <clears throat> it, it cast it over. So they wrote. Once they started noticing that the humans were kind of dis, uh, um, uh, yeah. what banding together, that's when they decide to write the the do the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. 
Now, at what point did they start giving the humans the 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 myth or the lore of how they came to be? At what okay. point do you think that was the Bible? That was the suppression uh, tool. But at what point Time in their wise? evolution and sort of like intelligence level? Because okay. you're saying that the Anunnaki it, grew the humans, right? Yeah, the high sort of high. It took them a very long time to go there and and make us. Yeah, because they they did. There was two species on the Earth at the time. There was a Cro-Magnon man, and there was Neanderthal. There were two different ones. Okay, and they tried both. That's what they said. They they took both species. They tried to make uh, hybrids out of them using their own DNA. Okay, because they saw that they were kind of close, and they they tried to use their own DNA, and it they couldn't get it to work. Mm. And according to their records, it was about 32,000 years that they spent uh, trying to do this because they have a very long lifespan and, and everything else. And they could get, they could make the creature, but they could never give them to breed. Oh, okay. that, that was where the problem was. Oh, it, it oh. came to the sexual part. They kept trying to get the two to breed, and, and the survival rate of the babies, there was no survival rate. So uh, finally, this, this one time, and they were all black, they couldn't get white ones. They tried and tried and tried to, to go in there and change the skin color because the Anunnaki were, skin, were light-skinned. Oh. They were light-skinned people. And uh, all the, all the uh, you know, by taking these, uh, you know, basically chimps, you know, you figure Neanderthal man and uh, Cro-Magnon man, which were both all black, kind of like a chimp would be, or a gorilla. And uh, when they would mix the DNA, the chimp DNA would overpower it, so they would all end up black all the time. And the Anunnaki were trying to just make these things look more like them? More like So they them. could trick them in, or... No, was no, it for, for a, a power a, struggle. So the, for a power for, struggle. For the, the lighter ones would become the, uh, the hierarchy, just okay. like how it is now. Okay. It's the same thing. You know, the, the lighter-skinned people have the hierarchy over the, the darker-skinned people. Mm, mm. Yeah, same thing today. There's a lot of things to translate over. You know, the beards. The Anunnaki had huge beards. They had huge beards. Uh, they had no respect for women. They helped, They kept their women under veils, and they kept them away from uh, really from uh, other things because they were uh, they they were the the uh, number one antagonist for men. That's what they believed because women would uh, always go behind their back and always had dissension and uh, would never uh, think of things logically. They always thought of things uh, illogically. They thought of things with emotion, and it's the same thing that happens today with women. You know, and they wrote all about this, and, and their whole religion was based on this, was to suppress the women because the women would cause all these problems. Mm. And uh, you see that with the Arab countries today. What do they do? They have big, long beards, and they suppress their women. Mm. It's the same thing. You know, and uh, so there's a lot of the, the culture that's carried over. Uh, a lot of parallels between these things. A lot of parallels. A lot what of the things, the thing that kills me the most is what happened in the Americas. Okay, if you go into the Anunnaki story, when uh, okay, you had uh, Adam and Eve. Okay, Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. They were the first, the first children that were born as hybrids. Mm. Cain and Abel, and what they do, they ended up uh, Cain ended up killing Abel. Mm. Okay, Anunnaki go, oh wow, boy, we made a mistake here. Let's stick him someplace else. We don't want violent people in our area. So they stuck him over in the Americas. And they took all the other hybrid people that they were making that were pretty messed up and sent them over to the Americas. Oh, wow. And that's where you so get the all the... Americas, we, we... And you see the same thing happening today. What about Native Americans? Is that where the Native Americans came no. from? Okay, no, it's all the Aztecs, all the crazy countries. All the crazy countries that have all the pyramids and all that stuff, that was all... That was Cain's doing. Okay. Cain oh, created okay. this sacrifice to the humans and all this weird oh, rituals okay. and all the stuff that we have over here that they didn't have over on that side. Okay? The Egyptians didn't do stuff like that. They were, pr they were weird people. They were more like, you had a dream? Tell me about your dream. I want to know about how you feel. They were very uh, intellectual people. Well, over here in the Americas... Ah, machete, chop, yeah, blood. Goes back to Cain. So lo and behold, all these thousands of years later, the main reason why the Anunnaki left was Cain's grandson comes back. 
comes back to Egypt and says, you know something? I'm the ruler now. And the Anunnaki went, oh, he's got a lot of stuff behind him. Let's get the hell out of here. Mm. And that's when they split. And that's why the, the Egyptians became the number one civilization at that time. He declared himself the Ra, the sun god. I'm the sun god. I'm the ruler. I'm in charge of this. And he took over Egypt. It took over basically the world at that time. Yeah. So at what point did the Anunnaki give the humans, do you think, in, you know, during their... Because at some point they must have reached some sort of intelligence where then they could read and they could understand. Well, I guess in that day there wasn't... There was only language. There wasn't uh, stuff written there down. There was nothing right? written. No. So yeah. it was all just language. So <clears throat> do you think the... Okay, so now, okay, so now I think I'm, I'm making sense, more sense of this. Is so... As they questioned where they came from, the Anunnaki would say, you, you came from this lineage, here's your history. It was, okay, the first 16 books okay, of the Bible basically were written just to suppress them. Okay, This is, because uh, if you read about God was bad. They, mm. they installed, instilled that thing of God. And God is evil. God is bad. God's going to kill you. God's going to do these things to you. Yeah. Okay? And it kept people, ooh, I'm afraid of God. God's going to hurt me. Okay? You know. Then so, like, unexplained events were just ca caused by God. A flood. Uh-oh, God's angry. God's angry. You know, they make a connection. Oh, it's because you did this. You stole you my tomatoes, so now... We're right. all gonna die because the gonna die. flood's coming in. You, you look what you did to God. Now He's getting you back, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so they would use that. It, so yeah. interesting because that's that fear of the unknown. You're just you're just leveraging that fear of the unknown, so to speak. All the time, calling it God, give it a name. Right. Well, He looks like this. Well, how uh -huh. do you know? Well, it's in the books. What or you know or or so uh -huh. I've been told. You know the the, but ba, 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 bam, He came from here or came from there. Or, right now, ISIS and Al Qaeda. You know, what do we have fear of? Terrorism. You know, it's the same thing back then. Let's create this fear. How interesting. 9-11. Okay? You know, they've done this all through history. You know, uh, there's a lot of evidence uh, Pearl Harbor. There's a lot of evidence showing that. 9-11 was definite. That was just... I'm going to write a script on that one of the day. One day. It's going to be called The Greatest Heist. It's going to be written in the perspective of an eight-year-old child. Yeah. And he's going to be there at 9-11. And the whole thing leads up to all the events before 9-11 to show how 9-11 happened. Mm. Okay? Because there's a lot of things that happened before 9-11. Okay? A lot of shit happened. And to show that kid when he was in the building, when they had all the security guards over there with guns six months before the buildings went down. So maybe he was, like, busy playing hide-and-seek from his friends or something, he did, and he ended up coming across this thing and kind of snooping around, right. maybe? Right, yeah. Or watching the people bringing the explosives in the building to blow up the building six months before the towers went down. You know, it's so yeah, interesting because, like, like these days with the idea of internet and and YouTube and the ways of being able to get, you know, having a blog, being able to get information out there faster, and especially in this day and age with, with Photoshop and all that jazz, and, and there are still major hoaxes, you know, media hoaxes and all that all stuff. Crazy. And CIA planted as, um, um, as journalists on, on you know, uh, news and whatnot. Knowing that that stuff goes on now, just imagine how much even more you could have gotten away back, uh, gotten away with back in the day, where you know you could just come up with any story. Anything, yeah. The master plan behind nine eleven it was crazy. It started a year before, a year and a day. That's when it started, September tenth, two thousand. That's when it all started. There was documentation on that day from Rumsfeld, Cheney, all the big wigs saying that it was time to go there and have a, a big shakeup in the world because people were becoming too complacent. And it was a document that was written, and uh, it was uh, at the uh, Department of Defense. And it was outlined, it was given to, uh, to uh, at that time I think it was what, President Clinton, and saying, hey, you know, things are too stale. We better do something here. Lo and behold, guess what happens? You know, Bush comes into office. Clinton's already, his mind's gone. If you go into Clinton's mind at that time, all he cared about was pussy, movies, and golf. 
I, I read a very interesting story about him. It was uh, by his chief of staff. It was called, Where's Bill Clinton? And this is a guy that spent five years with him. And it was first four years of his presidency, best president I'd ever worked under. He said, that man, he did a whole bunch for this country. He said, soon as he was inaugurated the second time, he goes, had a staff meeting, he goes, I did my job, you guys do the rest. I'm going to go watch a movie. And that's how it ended. He said, within six months, the guy didn't do a damn thing. And he said, I left office. I quit. And uh, that was the truth. The last four years of his office, Hillary ran the place. And she was a fucking witch from hell. Had, killing people like you wouldn't believe in there. You know, when you go through the history of it all. You know, what did they do the White House? Did you ever hear about what they did at the White House? When they left the White House, Hillary went there and took one of James Madison's uh, bases that Dolly Madison had made. That was sitting in the White House for all these years. Got it like, smashed against the wall. Yeah, because I can do it. Got spray cans. Sprayed the walls, graffitied the whole fucking White House. Took hammers and shit and broke everything that was in there except for uh, a couple of the George Washington things because they have respect for George Washington. Uh, okay, it, I can... It took George Bush an extra month and a half to move in the White House because he had to renovate it after the Clintons left. Okay, so do you, do you think these people know that the... Because uh, I thought I heard you say something about, or uh, I've read somewhere, that the Anunnaki are, in a sense, still kind of got their eyes on us and kind of making oh, decisions do. and stuff. There's all kinds so of shit going on. do those folks know... Do you think that presidents are aware that the Anunnaki are there? Is that part of the classified top okay. secret information that they're when, given when they okay, go Okay, when the Bible codes were discovered, you know, 1991, that's when they were discovered. Where it all went back to was, uh, damn, what was his name? He was the, uh, he was the president of Israel. It wasn't, uh, it was, it was before, after Menachem Begin. I forgot the guy's name. But anyway, uh, he was going to be assassinated. Mm. And when they found out the Bible code, this Bible code is just amazing. You can ask it anything. I did. Well, as a side note, I think it's interesting that no matter what language and, and now, that was written in, the, the math still retains still, the same. It still retains the same. So whatever you same. find in there could end up, it, if it, you read it there and those numbers match up, it could you could find it, like let's say if you're Korean or whether you're freaking Hungarian, what whether is. you're whatever. It doesn't matter what language it is. It, so what did you notice about it that it had to do with you? Oh, with me, my, my personal experience was yeah, really what the bizarre. Heck did... Because, okay, Rips, uh, Professor Rips, he's the guy that discovered it, okay? Because he went back and he saw what Sir Isaac Newton did. He saw what Hitler did, because Hitler was the next one. Hitler had a whole team of code breakers in a warehouse trying to break a Bible code, okay? They were trying and trying and trying to find some kind of code by using the, the information that was in the Bible. Wow. And, they came close. They came close. To really figuring out... To figuring it out until we broke up their regime. They came very close. So Rips looks at all this information. He's Jewish. He's looking at all this stuff, and he's like, I'm a mathematician. I have a computer. Let's see if I can do it. So he did. He duplicated whatever was in the Bible... And he says, okay, my first test. Blah, blah, blah. His name starts with an M, uh, something rips. He puts in his name, and it shows his genealogy. In the Bible code? In the code, for, on the computer. Because he asks the computer to find me in here, right? And it comes out with, oh, yeah, you have this over here, you have this, you have this, you have this, you have this. And it tells you all this stuff about you. He's like, what the hell? So it was Why is the Bible code to know about me? Right? So he looks at it and it says, okay, you were born on this day. Oh my God, I was born on this day. Uh, you're going to die on this day. Oh shit, I'm going to die on this day? Oh, thank God I'm alive today. Okay, I'm, I'm going to die on this day. Okay, this is your mom. This is your dad. This is your kids. You, originator of the codes. Whoa. I am the originator of the codes. I am this. This is what the book says. Holy shit. 
It's the, saying that you are the originator this, of the codes. This guy rips. Right? Like that he was the originator of the of codes. The he codes was, because he's the originator. Because he, he was the first one who found it found and discovered it. it. And he, and so it's predicting day. him finding it and, and reading it. And and it. Dude, what a crazy right? thing. The universe is going, select, here's a high right. five to you, man. He said he was freaked. He walked away from it for three days. Is this days. guy still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Dude, we got to interview this guy, man. He, he's, I, he's in Israel. I got to get him on Instagram. Does he speak Jerusalem. English? Oh, yeah. We got to get he, him on Instagram. He, 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 he comes back and forth between here and New Jersey. Yeah. And does he know how to decipher it? He's so could the, he decipher no, man. Let's say we talk to him on Skype at Inspirato Projected. You, me, we talk to him on Skype, and, and, and we go, hey, here's our names. What do you discover about us in the Bible Code? We could do it live I right there on here. How crazy would that be? Mine. Well, how did you find it? You, you, can, you can access it on the computer now. You can get this stuff. You, for I don't have bucks. to go to like some secret university, no, no, some no. university where someone no, this specializes. Is, this is, now, if it originated in the United States, you probably never would have heard about it. Or in Britain. They would put it underneath the carpet and you would have never found out about it. But this guy's from Israel. Uh, and the coincidence about how he, how it ended up in the hands of a journalist. And a journalist wrote a book about it. And they were really good friends. And that's how it all worked out. And that's how it ended up in the public's hands. So I, I, did, I got to play with it. I played with it twice. I put Arnold Schwarzenegger and I put myself in. Those were the two names. So it, it gave me two searches for free. Did you discover things, what things in there did you discover that were close to things that, uh, that resonated with you? That it had my name, it had uh, my date of birth, and I'm going to die when I'm uh, 87, sometime in October, October 6th, 16th or something, I was 87 years old, that's what I told me, so okay. So I looked up, uh, I looked up Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, did you just look up my, you know, your name and your death date, or how did no, you... No, 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 it tells you. Oh, I put in Michael J. Schley. Because, can you... Michael J. Schley. Okay, so what if there's another Michael J. Schley? I guess it, it would be it, Taylor it knew, fit towards them. It, was, it knew it was me. It so, had my birthday. Okay, so how do you discover the other things about it, about yourself in there, that where it says, oh, famous screenwriter? Uh, uh, it didn't tell me It didn't tell TV me mobile. <laughs> you know, things that are no, like... because there's other searches that I probably could have went into. But that was the first one I What found. kind of searches do they give you options the, for? This one only gave me two. Oh, I oh. got two searches. Boom, I came up with this one. I picked, selected this one. I said, okay, cool. And so it told me. And I was like, holy shit, this is scary. This is fucking scary. Okay? And, and then I looked up Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I ended up with, oh, man, it was like 400-something hits. Right? But then, this is the, the funny thing that they found out is, you're making history all the time. It's changing as history's going on. This is so awesome. So in a sense, it's re, it's it, like it's, reflecting back to you what you're already current. Right. Because they found this out with something. Was something happened. They looked at something in the past, right? And it said one thing. Something else happened in the future. When they went back to it, and they went back to the same thing, it said a different thing. And they're like, but the words of the Bible don't change. How did this code change itself? So it was as if the Bible code was reading the possible future if they continued on the same vibratory path, maybe? Right. And if they didn't make alt... So maybe when you made an alteration, maybe you first read it and it goes, right. okay, here's what happens if you continue on this path. Yeah. But you can always change it. You can always... And, and then once you change it, come back and read it again, and you go, oh, this is reflecting the new decision the new I made. decision. So, right. Holy moly, so interesting. It so it morphed itself. So it's like what came first, out, chicken or the egg kind of thing. Right. And they didn't know what to do at that point because you're like, no, these are the same 316,000 words or thousand letters of the Bible. They didn't change themselves. What's changing now? Somebody else still has control over this book. And it was like, oh, fuck. Okay? Then it goes back to all this other shit that goes on. And I'm like, okay. You're still in control, motherfuckers. You're still in control. So are the Anunnaki talking to us through the Bible code? Yeah. So did they oh, invent point, the Bible code? At this point, I'll tell you the biggest thing. Biggest thing out of the whole thing. And this is just one. Okay. Was uh, uh, Pope Benedict. One of the biggest things that they talked about Pope Benedict in the Bible was 
he is the last pope for the end of days. When the, when the earth goes, he's going to be your pope. Okay? I'm like, oh shit. I knew this before he became pope. I'm like, oh man, we don't have much time. We don't have much time. Okay? How long did he last as pope? Nine months. He resigned. The only pope ever to resign in, what, the 1600 years of popes was this guy. There's a reason why he resigned. So he wanted to resign before he died. So he, he could change history. He changed history. So he knew that if he stayed as pope and he died, that he, would be the... If he was still alive... So he cut it off early. He cut it off early. He, so he, 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 he did something really extraordinary. Exactly. Okay, uh, Whoa. The, that was one, okay, uh, the guy that died. The, so he uh, created a new timeline. It's so interesting. If exactly. it's in line with quantum mechanics, perfect. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the codes tell you this. This is meant to be changed. We're giving you the code. We're telling you where you can go, but don't go there. We're telling you the other direction. That's what it's all about. Wow. So it's like you're peering into a crystal ball and it's feeding you a possible future. Well, and it definitely the path that you already took. It definitely already knows it's, the path you already wrote because right. you've already written that story. Exactly. There it is. And then on top, that's beautiful. So it's, it's, it's making you familiar, re-familiarize yourself with the path you've already taken as well as going, you continue on this path in this mindset, in this ecosystem, so to speak. Here's the kind of trees that you will grow. Here's the kind of creatures that you will grow. Here's the untimely death that you shall meet. You know? <laughs> and exactly. so, but if you go, change a little something in your diet or whatever, something whatever new in there, now you've created that whole new path. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. So then that, that kind of ties up with, you know, the, those, that mindset of like, oh, well, this is my lot in life. Oh, this is the cards I've been dealt. Oh, this is just how it'll it always be for do. me. You know, it, has nothing to do it with just it. shows you that, look, okay, do you want this to be your life? Yeah. No. Okay. Bam. Here's, and, here's. And, and it just shows you how much of an illusion a clock is. Yeah. It's only illusion. Yeah. And, and then I was trying to explain somebody too. And I said, and you can manipulate the clock on your own. And they're like, no, you can't. How do you do it? Are you fucking crazy? And I said, you can manipulate the clock. I tell you, and this is the reason why. It's called metabolism. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, it's real simple. Your metabolism is slow. You walk around like a slug. Okay? You're moving so slow. (laughs) That clock goes super fast. Yeah. It moves super fast because you're moving so slow. Incredible. Okay? Dude. But when you're moving fast yeah. and your metabolism's up, yeah. that clock goes super, super Shit. slow. Whoa. That's interesting. And, and when I looked at this as on the scientific end, it's all in my book. I wrote all about this shit. Yeah. So when you increase your metabolism, yeah, you live longer, you have more of a quality of life, everything else, and, and time goes by much slower. When that's the other thing that I've heard too is that when you get into that mode of just being in the now, when you get into the now, yeah. you time does definitely become malleable because you don't have that thing in the back of your brain of like trying to put the brakes on, like oh gosh, I got to hurry up and I got to get there. Right. You're not forcing anything; you're just living in the flow. Yeah. And by doing that, you're really making the most out of your time because you know um, I think that's how that that is the secret to the youth because then you're not, you don't feel, the, there's no pressure on your back, there's no pressure in your brain, there's no pressure in your face, Mm-mm. and so now that's why, you know, you get like the Dick Clark kind of thing, where you're, 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 you're youthful, you know, you're youthful spirit, and then it shows up on your face, shows yeah. up in your demeanor and everything. Yeah, and, and staying relevant with new people, because when you're not relevant anymore, you, you fall down, you go down. And I think too, uh, becoming as relevant with nature as possible, growing that relationship. I think with you being in Temple City and you being so close to nature, holy cow, dude, I can only imagine how much they amplified your superpowers. I think that's why I knocked out all that shit. John was like, what the fuck happened to you? He goes, you knock out all this shit as soon as you get here, plus you do this fucking video and you've only been here for a few hours. Dude. And I was like, this has been pent up in me. I said, I got Yeah, work. dude, every scientist work. deserves to have his laboratory. And you know what? You you put yourself into that laboratory where all of this... Uh, and then when I tell him how fucking Hollywood works when I come back, and he's just like, oh my God. And I says, it's totally different than what you thought. And I said, this is how it all works now. 
I said, this is how you make, you know, and like I was explaining to him, I said, you know, when I put all this shit together in these packages that I showed you, I said, this stuff is all connected. You know, and he's like, I see this now. And I'm like, fucking connected. You know. It's a renaissance. It, it's it's you know? crazy. You know. Oh, wait. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to just either A, I want to continue talking, but we just don't refer to the beautiful things we talked about earlier. Oh. You, if you if you catch my drift, oh we're or, talking about apes and, and the ape, oh yeah good and, oh yeah well I mean earlier over next door is what I meant oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so I don't want any of oh, we'll that stuff about, to see we'll talk about Oliver okay oh yes but, oh, okay Oliver. oh yes Oliver okay yes yeah. oh yes so oh, but in twenty nine they did the same thing they 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 forced two women with with a uh, this is with the in a laboratory it was outside of uh, Trenton New Jersey and they forced two women and one of them became a Actually, they both became impregnated by a chimpanzee. And uh, one of them died, one of the babies died during birth. The other one lived 12 years in captivity. And, uh, yeah, not a good situation. It was a very bad situation. How tall was it? Uh, it had very bad health issues. Did it look like more it, like a human or more like a chimpanzee? Did it have a human face but a chimpanzee body? Did it have a chimpanzee face but a, a human cross, body? What they said, it was a cross. It was male. It was a cross direct in between. It was something very bizarre. And uh, it was sterile. Kind of like a mule would be. You know, from a, crossing a donkey and a horse mm. type of thing. It was sterile. And uh, just a lot of major health issues, uh, violent, mm. and they had trouble controlling the violence with the temper because uh, it had uh, more of a humanistic, intelligent type of temper and uh, became self-abusive at one point. Uh. And they had, it was just very hard. And uh, they did, they finally put... Uh, and that was back when? This was... 1926, did you 29. say? 29. Oh, 1929. Happened. And then uh, it was put down in 1941. But for 12 years. Did they get a chance to actually communicate with this thing? Learn oh, yeah. something from... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Yeah, it communicated. Yeah, it was able to communicate. Yeah, what, it, it had enough of uh, mental capacity to do that. Was it able to communicate easily with other chimps? That would have been interesting, that the, kind of I, experiment. I don't know if that... I. You know, to see if they could. They, there was a lot of it. documentation on this. Uh huh. It was mostly from a nurse that uh, it talked about it, and then uh, able to verify all the places that she worked at and the experimentation that was going on there to to verify it. That was pretty tough, but I was able to go back into their records and verify all her information. This would be, in itself be a, an interesting movie to do. Oh, that would be crazy. You know, especially a direct... Because it's like an elephant man type of situation kind of thing. You know, and... Yeah. You know, to to see something like that, I could only... You know, if that lady... Is she still alive? No, she's she's passed now. She was really old at the time that I... It would be interesting if she had relatives. Uh, Yeah. You know, I I recently... I saw... It was a documentary that uh, they had on on genetic experiments. Oh, my God. And uh, I was shocked to even find it. You know, it's one of those things that uh, kind of come to me sometimes that mm-hmm. I just kind of trip out on. Because I have this weird interconnection with electronics and getting information, and I have no idea why in the hell it comes to me. That's why I wrote my book. I was talk- you know, speaking to people about that recently. So, well, you're uh, probably tuning into those frequencies, and you, who knows how many different kinds of things are flowing through whatever. that electricity. You've got the electricity in your body, and yeah. you know, I think you're, you're tuning into a... John and I were talking Whatever. about this in the car. You you just bam, you're blasted with ideas for screenplays, and you immediately pump them out in five days. I mean, it's a, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, like the shit now. You know, I'm sitting there talking to him. I go boom, because he says, "Hey, how about Paul?" And I go, "I know how to get Paul." Wow! And he goes, All of a sudden, it just. Right? I said, "Well, let me go write it down." And then I wrote it down. You saw what I wrote down. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god, you know. It takes somebody 20 years to come up with this idea. And I just go, oh, no, I just came off the top of my head. It was funny, too, because as we were going up uh, up to uh, to his office, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, 
Mike got an idea to write something down, so he's in there writing it down. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. Of course he is, you know? And yeah. he's, so he's, I mean, it's it's thoroughly impressive to see just how much you allow, you allow, simply allow. How crazy is that? It takes so much less effort to allow the ideas to flow through than it does to go, wait, hold on, let me, hold on, let me be very critical of every single one of these. Let me, let me have a, uh, a microscopic view on every single little piece of this. No, let's let's just kind of let it flow through. Let it flow. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll find the nuggets later. You know, yeah. let's just go. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It, Look it, at that productivity. It, it's a crazy. Yeah. It, you know, I just put up all my red flags with people. You know, but but with the creativity and the energy flow and stuff, bring it on. Oh. You know, and that's what just kills me. And, I just love the idea so much. And, oh. You know, and it does. It goes. A lot goes back to my background. Okay, you know, I did all kinds of weird shit as a kid. I was always doing crap. I'm explorer. That's why I was. I lived in the mountains. I did all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. So then, you're a survivalist, basically. You're telling oh, me how you that. know about the berries and the, you know, what to I could eat. Live. I could live out there in the middle of nowhere. My uncle and I used to do that. We'd, we did this twice. Right? I think I was 15, 16 at the time. That uh, we took, I don't know, six, eight cases of beer. And I think maybe an ounce and a half or two ounces of pot with us. And we just took off. Went out in the middle of nowhere and said, okay, let's go live. We lived on uh, fish, berries, rattlesnake. Uh, I found like a, a guava type of tree out there in the middle of nowhere. I tried it. It was great. Wow, Sweet dude. as hell. You know, we Did you have one of those like little... This like I'm matching those like little manuals where you're like matching up the berries in it. It shows you like the the like okay, this is okay to eat. No, Don't go near that. No, we didn't have any. Of you guys just somehow knew this stuff. Yeah, you just do it out of ingenuity. You look at the plant. Yeah, and then like uh, if you can find dandelions, you always know you can eat dandelions. That's that's like having lettuce. It's tremendous for you. It's the best, the best thing for your liver you can have on the planet. I've heard of dandelion wine. I've never tried it. I didn't even realize that was actually really what that was. I never even understood. Yeah. The dandelion wow, wheat. It is just uh, tremendous for your health. Wow. Yeah. Making it into a salad with the leaves. Uh, you take the roots, you dry the roots, and you uh, make it into a tea, the roots. And the tea is fantastic. It tastes great. Yeah. You put a little bit of honey in with it. It's great. Dude. Yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of stuff out there in nature you can eat. So, How long were you guys out there? Just oh, we go for two of, weeks, uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Wow, like wow. Yeah, drink a lot of beer, get high all the time, and yeah, eating whatever. Yeah. That's the kind of language, you know, that's the natural unfolding of the universe is, is uh, plants and animals and, and yeah. babies. You yeah. know, they're just tapped right in in the full allowance of the universe. And yeah. uh, once I started looking at the unfolding of uh, nature, how how that just does it just no force it just goes here it is it just it is. grows in that direction it goes yeah. I'm going here and here we are and this here, here's how I'm expressing myself and all cooperates together and the bees come along and you know it all fits together so yeah. awesomely and everything just cooperates and they give us what we need and we give yeah. them what they need and it's exactly. so phenomenal yeah and as I look at them and I and I respect how it unfolds and the more that I try to grow a relationship with it in that sense the closer I get to understanding the language of the universe because uh -huh. now I'm like oh okay cool here yeah. we go we're in the same frequency it's the harmony right there yeah yeah because yeah. there's this balance natural balance in everything you know uh, from uh, the Mexicans eating uh, rice and beans to get the complete proteins to have a complete diet to the, the bees pollinating the plants you know everything has balance to it yeah you know, and, and naturally just drawn to it isn't that interesting naturally it drawn just to knows it. Yeah. the squirrel knows what it, mm -hmm. where you know that the acorn is what it needs to eat mm -hmm. it knows what bushes to not go near <laughs> you know yeah. just automatically yeah. it's just crazy uh -huh. and uh the other uh diet one that gets me is uh the japanese soybeans shouldn't be eaten by people okay god's honest truth soybeans are horrible for you soybeans are made with people <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't they, they screw up your thyroid okay uh they're a uh, female plant so it messes up the whole uh, male system, mm. uh, uh, sexual system. Whoa. Okay? It, it does. It's with the main reason why most of the men are becoming really skinny. No wonder I have so many teats all of a sudden. 
<laughs> so many teats. Oh, That'd be funny. Man. The more I more I eat the soybeans, yeah, the I grew, oh, grew another nipple. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, there's eight nipples now. Yeah. But if you eat fish, it uh, takes away the effects of the soybean. So it's the perfect diet for for the Japanese. Interesting. Yeah. So you can eat all the soybeans you want as long as you're eating fish. So they're 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 it's a wash. It's like it's canceling wash. each other out. Right. Just uh, like the rice the... and beans with the Mexicans. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And who'd ever figure that? And just being naturally drawn to that. And you know what's so interesting? How that environment feeds the inhabitants, and the inhabitants feed the environment. Yeah. It just keeps going with itself. Like oh, somehow. Right. Like there's there's those Paiute, Paiute Indians who oh, they yeah. they eat those flies that are in. The, 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 the pond they go out there and they go out there, they sift it with like this tennis rack looking thing mm-hmm. and they eat the flies and you're going whoa like okay that's all they got apparently that or the fish or whatever right. whatever creatures are yeah. running around yeah. and you're like whoa you're going to end up making a diet based on whatever's there in your environment whatever. you know whatever it's the and you're not going to judge if that if your grandma did mm-hmm. it and your great grandma did it and everybody eats the flies well that's just what we eat yeah. and I explained it, that to Sammy the other day I said, what animals on this planet eat food because it tastes good? One. Us. No way else. Yeah. Yeah, because if you just eat steak for what steak is, it does not, it's not, it's not, it sure no. isn't an appetizer. No, but if, but if we were animal, we didn't have cooked food and all these tools right. that we have. Right. What would we eat? You know, thank God we found fire so we could cook our food. Otherwise, we were eating raw meat. Raw fish, raw whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, who came up with the idea to add a season or that a season was even something to right. eat or even, you know, like this, yeah. the idea of salt. Oh, throw some salt on that yeah. thing. Ooh, now that, there's something about that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, here's that, a little... That goes uh, back to the Indians and the Chinese because they're, they're connected, you know, and that's where all the seasoning came in because the, wow. the spice islands and uh, all the spices that the uh, American Indians kept following, you know, because the American Indians, they're the... The American Indians and, uh, you know, some of the me- Mexican Indians, that's where all the really good uh, holistic me- medicine came from because they were trying every plant there was for, you know, medicinal reasons and writing down all this stuff and keeping record of all of this. And, uh, you know, the Amazon, you know, shoot, that's where almost every prescription drug is originated from is from a, some kind of plant in the Amazon. Incredible, yeah. you know, and of course ayahuasca. You know that that connects, as you've always heard through these stories, that connects. Yeah. It's like with m- true Mother Nature. You are truly communicating with Mother Nature when you're taking ayahuasca, and she teaches yeah. everything about yourself. You're, you're you're really confronted with the dark side, and you're you know the, your worst nightmares, all that stuff. But you work through it. You get out the other side, and dude, you are just. And it's like you've you've shed that old skin. And now you're, you've grown into this this whole new thing. Yeah, it's amazing how that stuff is. You know, like the it's oriental, um, um, uh, the oriental uh, herbs, the the seasons, the the um, all the herbs and spices, all that stuff that you can take that is just a natural, helpful thing. Like the Infinity Diet that you that you yeah. created in your book. One of the best health things there is on the planet for a human being okay is uh you know algae if you eat algae you know if you want to stop cancer and uh and be really really healthy eat shark you know shark has like tremendous properties because sharks never get sick wow they have a the most incredible immune system, and and whatever illness comes to them, it's just it's gone. They're never sick at all during their their whole existence. What do you think the, the elements shark. are of the shark of its immunity system that can just it could be the golden nuggets of that immunity system? So we could just take it in pill form. Oh, it goes back to uh, the way that the uh, it, the blood. That's what it all goes back to. Is that the uh, there's something in the uh, the shark tissue, and especially like the cartilage, that'll uh, change the way that the blood. Uh, oh, let me how how do I explain this? It cuts off the circulation to certain things that are harmful to your body. Oh, yeah, it kind of like oh builds a barrier. Okay, it starves them in a sense it or something. Them out. It's like okay, you know right. what? You're just we're closing off that path. Right. Okay. And that's what it does. Yeah. And says, so forget you. 
Yeah, you're off to the side. Yeah, and there's nothing else on the planet that does that. Nothing at all. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, the algae, uh, the, uh, like, spirulina, spirulina, uh, chlorella, those are the two main ones. Mm -hmm. Spirulina especially, it has as much protein, it actually has, per volume, twice the protein of beef, okay? And this is a plant, okay? Algae. Well, no, algae's living. Okay, it's twice the protein of, of protein. It's missing four ingredients to be to having every nutrient that the human body needs to live. Algae. This algae, spirulina. It's off the coast of uh, Mexico. Okay, four. Only four things missing. Okay, we need 102 different uh, nutrients, micronutrients, and vitamins. So you 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 really ought to take that instead of a of the daily vitamin, basically. Oh, definitely, definitely. That just yeah, over dude. The top. Okay, spirulina, spirulina, yeah, and it's only missing one element to replicating red blood cells. Interesting. So it is the number one super blood food on the planet. And it sounds like a true living organism. It's a true living organism that's actually good for you. Yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like it's like a... Superfood. It's living. It, it's it's the best superfood. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. You know... I gotta look into this now. Yeah, yeah get spirulina. Spirulina's great. I, I used to take it all the time. That and chlorella. Imagine that. Like, it's sort of like a... Uh, uh, what are they called? Jamba Juice type of place, but with like spirulina and you know, like those kinds of elements. Some of the places you know. are offering it now. Oh, they, they have the tablespoons. You put a tablespoon of spirulina in there. And, you know, they charge you like actually dollar fifty or whatever it is. Yeah. So, would you say that algae of a pond is is akin to sort of like the seaweed of the ocean? Yeah, kind of like that. Now, here's it's a so question: right. With the seaweed, does the what's the seaweed like? Oh, seaweed's tremendous. Is that similar to the properties Very of algae? Sim- uh, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. The algae is a little different because it, it, it it's just an enclosed area. It's it, just it, it lives in this like like it's almost like a an, a whole bunch of amoebas all put together to make one big huge glob. Interesting. And that's how it lives. A living glob. A living glob. Yeah. So and you that's eat how it. this stuff lives. Well, the seaweed's more of like a, just a plant where its roots are there in the ocean and gets... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But, but, so, okay. So it's a little different. Yeah. And, uh... Those but, were just plants that were at once at the bottom of the ocean, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. The sea... Well, the seaweed lives on the top of the ocean because it has to take in light to live. Oh. The, the algae doesn't. Oh. It can stay underneath the water and it gets plenty of oxygen, gets everything. It gets oxygen for the water. Yeah, that's how it lives. It gives oxygen and, and to the water. It's a living creature. It's... Yeah. You know, it's it's alive. It's uh, more on the animal side than the uh, the plant side. Yeah, it's kind of like in between. It's it's like one of these weird things that God made. You know, I was yeah. just thinking, like to to be the cre- to create these things and go. Okay, you know what? This, you know, here we got this, and ah, you know what? Let's let's have this thing that kind of. It's like a series of Venn diagrams. It's a series of things that fit together. Yeah. Finding those little puzzle pieces and how they fit together yeah. and how they. You know, you know. Then, then, you know, if you want to go back to Matilda's story with uh, that alien at uh, Roswell. And what the alien at Roswell said is, hey, we came here. She was the one that, like, spilled the beans and said, hey, this is where there's a whole bunch of other aliens out there, too, you guys. Not just us. Okay? We're not the only ones there. You know, we're the good guys. Okay? And, you know, you can basically call us the aliens of the, you know, she said... Um, no better terms, flowers and bugs. That's what she called themselves. She goes, we're the ones that bring the D- We brought a lot of the DNA of your planet to, to balance everything out. Incredible. Yeah. So she they says, painted. They helped paint. She, uh, she helped. Production they, design. It. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some algae here. Here's a little crab over there that lives in the sand. Right. Here's a little bug that it eats. Here's uh-huh. a thing that eats that crab. Exactly. You, you know, you're just finding and figuring it out. And it's like... Uh-huh. And let's introduce it to Earth. Interesting. Yeah, because it goes back to Earth being the same thing. The most violent planet out of all the civilized planets in the Milky Way galaxy. That's what she claimed. That's what the other alien claimed also. Interesting. You know, when you hear the same story from two different aliens, you know, and 
and their stories jive about what's going on with Earth, you're like, ooh, okay, yeah. you guys are on the same plane here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and when she talked about that, that, hey, we're here to balance things out and blah, 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 and, you know, now the you humans, uh, wow, you're kind of fucking up the whole equation here. Wow. You know, and that's why we're here. Why do you think we're in New Mexico? You're blowing up bombs in New Mexico. Okay, we're monitoring you guys, and well, our plane, our ship crashed. You know, now we're stuck here. You know, at least, at least I am. You know, the other guys, they were fortunate enough to die. You know, boy, oh boy. Yeah, and, wow, you know, that's man. what the story it, was about. Yeah, and, and she talked about that. It was all about the DNA. You know, it was just bringing DNA over here, starting new seeds, starting new plants. Let's make this place like a jungle. That must have been so much fun, adding all those little elements, all those little pieces, you yeah. know, going, yeah, okay, here's going to be a Sasquatch. You know, I could yeah. just could put, like, I'm thinking uh -huh. if I love to put question marks in people's brains, I'm sure there are other creatures that are even more highly evolved in my brain in terms of vibrations that also loves doing mischief and pranks right. and leaving question marks in people's brains. Yeah. You know, and it, no, and those things obviously know that I like those things, so they're going to leave those things for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here you go, here's a little thing for you. Just go, yeah. just follow your intuition, you'll find something fun, I promise you. Right. You know, I, I left something over there for you. It's uh, a little thing that makes you go, hmm. It's like when Scooby-Doo floats through the air, he's like, hmm. I see, oh, yeah. you know, you see him, he's like moving towards the smell, like, oh, yeah. oh there's ham and eggs in yeah. here, you know. Yeah, you see the smoke. Yeah, he follows it, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're, 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 this guide uh, is going, okay, bloop, bloop, here's uh, this little thing. That's funny. So, yeah. God, so, that is so crazy. Because I do, man. I look at that story, you know, and then, you know, and she mentioned the same thing, you know, then you, stupid humans show up over here and fuck up everything, you know, and that's where the other alien race came in and says, hey, all right, now we know where we could put our prisoners. You know, because that was their whole plan, because they were the bad alien race. Wow. Yeah. So they populated us with, so, the, with the prisoners. 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 Yeah. It's like p pl prisoner planet. It was prisoner planet. Yeah. That was their plan until they had their war, which caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. That's what they claim. Because they had a full-out war over the planet back about 60 million years. They said 68 million years. You know, it'd be interesting to see a movie called Prisoner Planet, and it's... It's showing, you know, our savageness, so to speak, our barbaric nature, you know, yeah. and then how it parallels to the the elements of the Anunnaki that reflect those exact same oh, yeah, things. Yeah. But we don't even understand. It's like we just see these two different stories going on, right. and we realize that oh, those guys, in a sense, basically made us, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it came from the, these things, and here's how we came. You know, right. we are living on the prisoner planet. We are the the the, the descendants of these, you know, right. these sort of spirits, uh -huh. you know. And more and more research I do, the Anunnaki were the masters of technology. They had technology. The stuff they're finding on Mars, you know, the, the stargates, the, uh, the beacons that they made back then, you know, uh, Pyramid of Giza was a beacon. You know, the pyramid on Mars was a beacon. They could see each other. You can see them coming out from Earth. They knew exactly where they had to go when they had to travel, you know, back then. You know, they had to shut them down when they left the planets because they said... Psh. So it's kind of like a lighthouse, so to speak, a That's cosmic lighthouse. They could see... Exactly. Here we are. Yeah. Did they... Uh, are you implying that they... Did you say they connect? Like connecting the dots, so to speak? They wouldn't the connect lights the, are the kind of dots, like, yep, but you could see... You would see it from coming from Earth. Was it like a pathway? Like it you would see pathway. like in a, a... It was a pathway. That's you could, cool. You could see... Yeah. Like so, a spotlight in a fog or something. It, right. Just, so, so probably from space, you'd figure planet Earth would kind of look like a lollipop. You know, because they'd have this beam of light yeah. coming from it. Yeah. That's and, cool. And it was strategically placed. And so they would travel, they would travel through that? Mm hmm Is that what it was? Were they traveling through they, light speed, no, so to speak? No, they, uh, the physical gold that they would take off the planet, they would have to transport it from the ships. Oh, so the, oh, from the ships, okay. From ships. Gotcha, gotcha. But, so but the one ship travel. was going to the other planet, and it was going, and he was using that as a guidance system, basically. To, to get go to Mars. I see, I see. Right, because they would travel, they'd have to travel between Earth and Mars. And they had landing strips. They had the ones, <coughs> the ones in South America that they find. You know, the landing strips there. Because they were all connected with Cain's people. Because Cain's people, was also, they were also mining for gold. You know, you look at all the, the Incas, the Mayans, and all those people. What they have? A bunch of gold also. So uh, they were mining gold over on the uh, Western Hemisphere. Mining gold 
really bad over in uh, like Zimbabwe for the Zaire, Anunnaki. For the so Anunnaki. basically, those were all the exti- you know different areas where this was going on. It's like if you got a different bunch of, bunch of different Wendy's is right. out there. Like okay, here are all the franchises, so to speak. Right. But it's all funneling back to the Anunnaki, which is all going back to, to their to planet. Mars. To oh to Mars. To Mars. Okay. Because to, it was for the easier. atmosphere. Right. Because. The way that Mars goes around the planet compared to the way Earth goes around the planet. I forgot how it all worked. Because Mars has almost identical uh, uh, year Mm -hmm. cycle of 365 days around the planet. So uh, Mars is always so far away from us. So it was easier for them to go from here to Mars than it was from Earth to their planet. So they used Mars as a jumping place because Mars had life. They had water, they had everything else until the Great Flood. 